going on, everybody? My name is Nathan Seiler. I'm one of your hosts today. You are listening to Iron Sharpens Iron, and I'm joined right alongside your other host, Dominic Appleton. So happy to be here today. Dom, it is fantastic to see you this evening. And also, it is fantastic to see our next guest on the show. He is a missionary at the University of Iowa. Who is he, Dom? Today we have Kobe. Kobe, we were so excited to talk to you, man. Yeah. Please give us a bit bit quick intro you're so eager to talk to us yeah yeah let's rock <laughs> i'm ready let's go <laughs> heck yeah so you're a you're a missionary huh? where are you at a uh, missionary at university of iowa second year um on campus doing the lord's will hopefully it's funny because you were stationed at university of iowa but you actually went to iowa state correct of course, yes. Well, did you have to like I don't know go to your family and tell them like that you were trade like being a trader or like how did that how that whole situation? Oh no no no! Of course. So yeah, how it goes down right is pretty much with family and friends. I mean, I have some family and friends that are Iowa fans, but um, being a rival school and just you just kind of learn to use the joke of like yeah, we're converting people in multiple ways. So <laughs> you go in the heart of the enemy. Um, you're gonna, <laughs> Arguably, it'd probably be easier to to make so, to invite someone into the Christian life than to change them from a Hawkeye to a Cyclone. So there we go. There we go. Uh, You're just evangelizing. That's what that's what we call it, right? You're behind yeah. enemy lines, going What's on a message. crusade. Exactly. We were actually just talking to um, Mike Supernall uh, on the show earlier, and uh, he was he was in at Purdue visiting his sister, but he went to IU, and so we've known several people to do that to go to Purdue um, to try to to try to convert the souls and to, to save them truly to lead them to salvation through the Hoosier way. So um, <laughs> again, I know we have some Purdue listeners nope. out there, and we do love you as well. Um, but I, I, I'm curious because you just came back from Mexico, correct? Of course, yeah, Mexico City. Um, outside of Mexico, Cuernavaca for part of the time, but yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like why you were down there. What what all did you do? Everything like that. Yeah. So within Focus, we um, do a bunch of mission trips, both domestic and international, to serve um, the poor across the world, including those right in front of us. Um, but as a part of the mission trips, there's a director, pretty much a person in charge of the trip. And so all of the trip directors were gathered together for training and yeah, safety related um, time together, as well as just like communal, communal time of like learning from one another and prepping that. And so we got, we go down to Mexico. One of the hosts that like one of the hosts from Mexico City is like brings us kind of into his world a little bit too. And then we end with a pilgrimage to Our Lady of Guadalupe um, in Antoma um, in Mexico City. It's the best. That sounds incredible. Wow, dude. What was your favorite part of that trip, do you think? What what kind of changed you? In yeah, uh, honestly, the favorite part of the trip, um, well, <laughs> just, okay, there's a moment, right, where I'm sitting there, and, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm at, I'm in confession, and I'm receiving the absolution, like, the promise of God's inevitable and incredible mercy and I'm sitting on a putt-putt course in a Mexican resort getting, yeah, this confession conferred by an Argentinian Catholic priest. I just have this moment of like, yeah, this is normal in my life. And that's just an incredible privilege. Like that that didn't even throw me off that I'm on mini golf hole three at this Mexican resort receiving confession. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's just awesome in itself. That is so awesome. Wow. I love that. And especially because Kobe before this was saying that like he lives a pretty extraordinary life being a focused missionary, but like you can, this can be your normal. You can do this for the rest of your life. Like even going oh, yeah. through your Lenten things with, or with Exodus, you can do those mortifications and those prayers and holy hours for the rest of your life and be your know, new normal. So that's awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah. Holy hours are a Catholic thing. They're a human thing, not a priest or a missionary or a anything else. I think it also goes to show the like the universality of the church, right? You know what I mean? You're like uh, an Argentinian priest in Mexico and you're taking a pilgrimage there from the United States. It's just like it doesn't matter if you're where you're from uh, or who you are, right? You're called into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And the fullness of that relationship is through the Catholic Church. And and gosh, the absolution, um, I'm sure that – and the thing, too, I'm sure experiencing absolution there 
in, at Guadalupe, where the presence of of Mary, the presence of God, is so fully present. I mean, I, I, we've talked about Mary on several different podcast episodes, but if you've never like researched or looked into Our Lady of Guadalupe, take like pause this podcast right now and like look up a YouTube video. It will change your life. Our Lady of Guadalupe is absolutely uh, just bonkers cool um, in regards to just God revealing Himself through the Blessed Virgin um, and just her love for for us, Saint Juan Diego. I mean, the whole story is just simply remarkable. Um, and so I, I I haven't seen the Tilma yet, but it is number one on the bucket list. Like the next time I go out of the country, if it's not to Our Lady of Guadalupe, I will be very upset. So, um, <laughs> but any same <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> nate actually, you sent me that video that that you yeah. show and it blew my mind so nate's right like if you haven't listened to a video about this stuff it will blow your mind it's a powerful powerful image even just the image of a, a lady of guadalupe so cool yeah. i was there four days ago and i still think that should be my next trip yeah wow that's okay ladies and gentlemen that is how powerful our lady of guadalupe is that is absolutely remarkable, man. The other thing I want to bring up just super briefly before we dive into this whole thing is that Kobe displays one of the most powerful, one of the most beautiful mustaches of all time. So I'm just so honored to be in the presence of uh, this beautiful, beautiful mustache, but I'm, I'm also aspiring. So, um, Dom, I think we can we can both uh, aspire for, for such uh, powerful facial hair. You know, it, it's, it's a lot. My, my full beard still coming in. I'm still waiting, but it'll be a long time for me. We'll get there. We'll get the one day. <laughs> full facial hair. But yeah, it, it looks good. Incredible. It is incredible to see you, my friend, Kobe. Um, let's go ahead and dive into this thing. You're listening to Iron Sharpens Iron. We like to share stories. We like to share life. We like to share faith in an effort to lead hearts closer to Jesus Christ. Uh, first of all, we just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you uh, for pressing play, for wanting to spend time with us. Um, I cannot tell you, and I, I speak for Dom and Kobe, whenever we say this, like we cannot thank you enough um, for wanting to just um, to listen to our stories, to listen to our hearts, um, to hear how Christ has worked in our lives. It means the world to us. And just thank you for, for taking the time out of, your, out of your schedule, out of your day, out of your drive, wherever you are uh, to listen. Also, we are praying for you. We are fasting for you twice a week. Um, if you want to join our prayer group, we have a, a prayer group for this podcast. Um, just let us know. We'd love to add you and we'd love to, to pray for your intentions. Um, and yeah, if you want to subscribe, please subscribe. If you want to rate, please rate. Uh, if you want to pray a rosary with us, we pray a rosary at 545 a.m. Central Time on Instagram live. It's Iron Sharpens Iron Ave. And the last thing we want to say is the disclaimer that we say at the beginning of every podcast but we have to have to say this is we are not we are not trained spiritual directors we are not we don't have any degrees um yet anyway i don't think anybody is <laughs> attaining a doctorate in theology anytime soon um we are not like religious monks brothers anything um we are just dudes uh, we are lay dudes who just graduated college who have been touched by Jesus Christ in some powerful way. Uh, we, are, we are striving for a relationship with him. And so we want to share that with one another and share that with you so that you, so if something that we say, if something we talk about touches your heart, please take it to prayer. Please take it to Jesus. Um, all that said, thank you for listening. And let's go ahead and dive into some glory stories. Uh, Kobe, you got one for us this week? Yeah, might as well. We're on the Guadalupe train. Um, what yeah so at our lady guadalupe right visiting matilma and yeah right the entire story with juan diego like it's not just why well, i thought it was just like a church building it's like a full-on campus meaning like there's churches everywhere tabernacles across all everywhere so you go up like this hill to tepiac hill which is where mary appeared to juan diego um and a variety of different things right but i think almost what i want to share some very subtle but like beautiful right was um, the day before we had like a talk given to us by like a, a host down in Mexico City who's there all the time and knows the story very well. And he was just sharing like the story of Our Lady of Guadalupe and Juan Diego. And just was, like, he's talking about like how yeah, Mary, like the mother, like she just like she brings hope. Like she changes everything. because She brings hope. And like literally in the image, he talks about like she's in a posture of like dancing. of just like there's just like joy filled in like everything that, of who she is. Right. And so I, we were asked, like, what do you want? Like, how's your heart coming into this? Like, what do you want to bring? Like, what are your intentions of like when you're going on this pilgrimage, right? Like to have like an encounter. And that's like, before he said those things, notably, I was already thinking about just like, there's all these things, right? Like it could 
incredible things in the world I could ask for. I was like, I just like want expectant hope and like joy and to bring, be able to bring that into the world around me. And then he just kind of like says these things. Right. And what was beautiful is like, I get there and yeah, you're like, I'm kind of like, I like a lot of things just like ready for like this. You kind of always like, I'm always like seeking a big moment in a way. Like I, I don't always want to, but like I am. Right. And so I get there and like in front of Tilma and, and just like the entire process. It's like almost like very underwhelming in a lot of ways. Like I, I experience like being underwhelmed, but like there's this beautiful aspect of, right. Like, yeah, she, she, my, like Mary, my mother has been there for me before, like I was there. And so it's like, it's not, it doesn't change my life in a moment because she's been there for me every day. And like in praying the rosary and just like being mothered by her, right? Like you get there and on the basilica, like upper part of the door, um, it says in Spanish, but pretty much just like the phrase she said to Juan Diego, like, do not be afraid. Like, am I not here? Like, who am your mother? And so I like, she's been here. Yeah. And so like, it's not changing my life in this moment because I didn't have to come to Mexico City to like be with her. Like she's been there for me, right? And so like, yeah. It's like, what were my intentions for like hope and joy? And like, I experienced those in the days before I even went. Right. And so, um, yeah, I have a father who provides and a mother who like nurtures day in, day out. And so I don't like the pilgrimage is beautiful, but like, it's not necessary to like obtain those things. And yeah, I don't know. That's, that's what I got. A little glory. Praise God. Wow. Yep. That is full of glory. Absolutely full of glory. That's, <laughs> Awesome, Kobe. Oh my gosh. Amazing, dude. What I, one of the things I love about that is like I have a, a father who provides and a mother who, who nurtures me day in and day out. Like, whoa, like, come on. Like, just the just the realization that you have this uh this the this at least just, just focusing on God for a second. Just just this Lord who is just constantly fighting for you every moment of the day. He is working things out in so many different ways just to just to pursue your heart his reckless love is crazy and it's coming to find you always and and it's just so awesome to realize that because then you you understand that he has just created everything so that you can seek perfection and then to seek full union with him and that's what he's trying to do he's allowing you to walk on your own so that you can learn how to be with him you know he's, he's making you like him and so so beautiful dude i i love that and if you the way you described it made me so excited to um go um to our lady guadalupe talking to you has made me just want to go and pray already honestly so um, i'm afraid for the rest of this podcast i'm do something crazy <laughs> by the end of this hour i don't even know but the last thing oh gosh this is awesome is um it's just like the joy associated with the Blessed Mother. And that's just so true. She is such an incredible beacon of joy and, and hope. And so um, it, it inspires me to, to pray more and more rosaries and just to continuously consecrate myself to her because she's just going to give, um, she gives her children so much joy and just, just magnifies the Lord in her love for the Lord and her son. So that's awesome, dude. I'll keep mine really quick and brief um, at work. As um, a CNA, a lot of my residents are going through a a seriously tough time, and a lot of them believe in God, which is awesome. And so I was able to pray over a couple of people that um, they're worried that they're going to pass away pretty soon. And um, even though it's small and it's it's not like life changing, just to like ask Jesus to be there with them, you know, and to um, just just to kind of see like a, a small smile and a little bit more peace creep over their face because like you just just highlighted some of the ways that they're touching my heart or just like highlighted the good that's in them, even in the midst of all their suffering um, is, is just so powerful. It can only be done through the Lord. So that was awesome just to be able to do that. And um, just, just an invitation to all of you out there just to pray over people. Don't be afraid to do that or to ask if, if you can, because uh, 99% of the time they're going to say, yes, that's great. And the other 1% they're going to say no. And then whatever, like, that's great, whatever. So either way, it's a win-win and that's fine. But I had a conversation with one um, of my residents and he was talking about kind of the, the morbidity of getting older and passing away. And um, he was like, yeah, you get old and then you die and then that's it. And um, I I kind of brought up to him is what I was saying is like, this is like what an opportunity it is for you to kind of grow closer to 
um, the Lord and prepare for your life after your death. You know, until we were talking about um, that and his kind of beliefs um, in terms of what he believed was going to happen after he died. And uh, and he was he he believes in God. And so that was an interesting conversation, um, which was good. And I hope he, he takes some of the things that we talked about to heart. He's, he's a really holy guy, which is great. But I think what it showed me is that we're our lives um, are temporary. And like we no matter how much you work out, your body is going to get old <laughs> no matter how much you get how much you, you study at some point, you're not going to be the, as smart as you were or as quick as you were in the past. But um, there's one part of you that is eternal and, and your bodies will be, will, will rise. Jesus will, will raise them up in the last day, but your soul is what goes on into heaven. And so, so the investments that are the most lucrative, um, the ones that will last you forever, are the ones that you make um, in your relationship with the Lord, because that's the only relationship that's going to last forever. Um, and then he'll bring you to everyone else. That's, in heaven and on earth so so just realizing that prayer holy hours and just being with god is an eternal investment and it will seek eternal dividends is so exciting and it's encouraged me to pray more and to be excited in my prayer so that that was supposed to be short it was long nate please take it away <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me i could hear you talk about these glory stories all day man um the one thing i will say was before the podcast we were kind of joking around that um at the uh, <laughs> at some of these conversations, we just feel like um, like the Holy Spirit is, is truly alive and that it leaves our souls jacked. I think that was the uh, the, the quote that Dom says <laughs> that uh, that our souls are jacked. Thing is, I think that's the goal of life. Right. Is like, again, no matter how much you work out, like you said, Dom, right, no matter how hard you study, no matter how. And obviously these are good things, objectively very good things. Thing is, is I think Pete, he was on the podcast early. He sent us a video, Francis Chan video. He was like, imagine this rope goes on to eternity and you couldn't see the end of the rope. Right. And he had like this little red piece of tape around one end of it. He was like, "Okay, think about life as this rope. Right. We focus like 99 percent of our time on this little tiny rope red part here and then we totally forget about the rest of eternity that is the rest of the rope right and i think that's just what is absolutely phenomenal um about life is like yeah it's so temporary like what you just said right it is so short momento mori right remember that you will die and the thing is is like we have to be able to appreciate and just love now because we aren't promised tomorrow um which is just absolutely glorious but the thing is is like how are we preparing our hearts how are we preparing our souls for that eternal life that is the question. So just something always good to reflect on, man. Um, praise God. So um, my, my glory story actually. Um, so this was a Thursday morning, which in um, in Madison, Wisconsin here, I was blessed to uh, live very close to a parish that has 630 a.m. mass to allow people to go to um, to mass before having to go to work, which is, which is awesome. And so Thursday morning I go to mass and I'm having this conversation with, um, this woman I had, I had just met, I had never met her before. Um, and she's actually a, a new convert to the faith. Um, she's going to come into the church, um, on Easter. So praise God for that. Um, thing is, is that she was um, previously divorced and is like trying to get an annulment right now. And she doesn't know if it's like going to go through. There's a lot of like trial. There's a lot of tribulation. There's a lot of, uh, of doubt, a lot of just, uh, you know, a lot of things that are up in the air right now. Right. And her perspective, like if, if I was, I was like, I was like, oh man, like that's gotta be, that's gonna be awful. Right. To like, to like want to be a member, a full member of the church so badly and then to like have this as a, as a, as a barring thing for her. Um, but her perspective is what my glory story is because she was like, I, I've asked Jesus to purify my heart and this time of waiting of, I don't know what's going to happen is purifying me in that I want to feel the weight of my sin because I don't know when my first confession will be. But whenever I have that first confession, I want it to be a five hour long confession because I want to feel how I've hurt God. And I was like, what? <laughs> like that perspective is just absolutely just I, I'm not at that level yet. Um, but just knowing like that is I, I don't know. I just feel like that's the relationship that we are striving for with God is just to, I, I never want to hurt you, God. But to also realize like I, I can use the trials the, the little sufferings in this life to purify my heart 
um, was just absolutely beautiful. And just to know that, that, that she is just on the right path. She's already praying the rosary, going to daily mass, and she's not even Catholic yet, right? Um, so it's just absolutely beautiful to see her faith. That is my glory story this week. So, Wow, dude, that's awesome. Um, there is nothing more to say about that except for that, <laughs> that is awesome. Um, you said it perfectly, and it inspires us that you – um, that we have access to the sacraments and not take them for granted and to uh, receive them with the fullness of, of the joy that, that we should every single time because we are receiving Jesus. We are receiving forgiveness for our sins, which is so crazy. Um, and to pray for people who are going through that process and then also just to, to feel the weight of our sins as well um, and to pray to, to be vulnerable with God in that way. So that's awesome, dude. Nate, that, that's beautiful. Should we jump in with the prayer? Let's, let's do it, let's, man. Let's, let's do, do it. it. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. Hi, Jesus, your majesty, our Lord, and our Savior, um, the eternal one, and our closest companion will guide us to our heavenly home. Blessed Mother, please hear this prayer and perfect it. We ask, um, Lord, in a special way today to speak through us, to guide us closer to you through this conversation and just touch our hearts and allow them to be convicted by your love through the testimonies of one another and to be encouraged by each other's faith so that we may both propel each other towards Jesus, uh, towards you. And so I ask in a special way today for um, for vulnerability for, for this podcast and for our lives in general, because Jesus, you um, are the epitome of vulnerability. You, you become food that we eat. Um, and you allow yourself to be hurt by us um, so that you can purify us and to and to to just so that you can let us feel your love. So allow us to be vulnerable with one another and to be vulnerable with you so that we can um, take the little sufferings in our life and give them up to you for the salvation of souls here on earth and in purgatory. And just so that we can grow closer to you in fellowship um, with one another every single day. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, Kobe, let's do this. Um, tell us about your faith and why you love Jesus. That is our first question. Yeah. Um, why I am Catholic, why I follow the Lord. Um, yeah, I, I I think I like start like I love I love being Catholic because it's like it's why the world exists, right? Like to be brought into wholeness and oneness. Um some I would say is like, yeah, Catholicism brings the beauty of God becoming man into like fullness, right? Like the incarnation. It's a, like a Catholic thing, meaning like I'll get into this a little more, but like, yeah, it's like, I love, love Catholicism. It's the continued enfleshment of God. And what I mean is like, right. The incarnation is where God became man. Um, yeah. That's the heart of like the crit, what, like what separates Christianity from other religions. Right. But I would say like, it goes beyond just Christianity to Catholic Christianity meaning right like i he didn't mean the incarnation where he became man to be like a 33 year event right like that continues on and so when you go to a catholic church or a catholic mass right um you may experience like right priests wearing like these vestments like these colorful vestments may have like the smells of incense incredible art architecture um beautiful yeah the churches even the hierarchy of like oh there's a pope and these cardinals and bishops and priests um and yeah the Bible, all these things, the Eucharist, right? Um, this is the incarnation continued, right? Of like, we are creatures who are made body and soul. So we are like made body and soul, right? Um, and yeah, he he doesn't, like God's plan for life wasn't just to try and reach us in our soul and then just leave our bodies like begging for more, right? And so like he came to meet us body and soul, like how we were made, right? So like, why do people wear a cross necklace or what would Jesus do bracelet? Right. It's because they want to like remind themselves. It's a bodily reminder. It's a sign of like what they believe. Right. And so, yeah, just like God never planned to leave us orphan. Like he doesn't leave me orphan. So that's like why Catholicism, Jesus, like that's what it's all about. So yeah, every day he comes to meet us in the flesh. Right. And so I think to even mention like the sacraments, right. So the sacraments are un unique to the church, like the Catholic church. Right. The word sacrament comes from like the Latin sacramentum, which means oath. Right. It's God's like continued promise of his ongoing presence. Like, what are they? 
right? They're natural signs of like supernatural graces. Um, they're like outward signs of like inward graces. Um, yeah, in a way they're like something our bodies can partake in that our souls actually get to receive. Um, and that's like a glimpse of why I love like Catholicism, right? Because, and yeah, kind of from mentioning Jesus in particular, why, why I love Jesus, right? Jesus was a part of all of this and like was this the start of all of this. Yeah, and I just like love how it's just been powerful. Christmas was pretty recent. So I just like, just really had thought about a lot of just like, he became like a baby boy who cried to his mother and could fit in a high chair and was humbled enough to be like taught to walk by another human being. Right. And like, ultimately, like Jesus came running to find me when I was lost. And it was like the first person who not only like fully understood me, but like knew me better than I did myself. And so that is some of why I love Catholicism and Jesus Christ. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Back that up. Can we put that on repeat for just a second? Because I, I like, go. I don't know if you've ever written like a theology 101 textbook, but uh, I would read it in a heartbeat. That was amazing. Um, I was like yeah. taking notes while you were talking there. And I, I couldn't get over the fact, continued enfleshment of Jesus. Like I've never even thought of the church like that, but it's so true and it's so real. Like that is what the church is. It's a, the living embodiment of Jesus Christ who has come to save us from our sins, but he doesn't stop just saving us from our sins, right? It continues on into eternity, right? Until his second coming, until the fulfillment of time. I mean, it's just beautiful. Um and just what you're talking about with oath, with with Jesus humbling himself. The one thing that absolutely just rocked me and it reminded me of this whenever you were talking about it is just the fact that if you think about what Jesus did on the cross, right? It's like, okay, Jesus is God. So the creator died for the created, right? For some reason, the life of the created was more important in God's mind than his own. That blew my mind whenever I like came to that realization. And that's why I, I, whenever you're talking about just like God humbling himself so much, whenever Dom, you're talking about God humbling himself, being vulnerable to the point where he becomes our food. You have to realize that he has created us and then like lifts us up on a pedestal. Like he would do anything to save us, do anything. And then what you were talking about, like he was the first person there for you. Oh man, dude. I mean, come on. Like absolutely beautiful. Dom, you have anything about that? I, I, I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to say anything. I want to get you back talking, Kobe. So all I want to say is, yes, he doesn't leave you orphaned and he knows you better than you know yourself. And, and that's just so it's, you know, this, but do you really know this? And it, you only know this through contemplating on it and reflecting on it and to truly feel and to have that relationship with the Lord to realize how much he loves you and how much he's looking after you pursuing you in your body and your soul and just knowing you Nate go. Yeah. Well, Is, is Kobe giving a talk at seek 2024? 20, is this a thing? Cause I, I would go to that talk, man. I'm not, I'm gonna not planning that. to. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible, man. Um, so we, at the beginning of the podcast, we mentioned that you were a, or you are currently a missionary um, at the university of mm -hmm. Iowa. Praise God. Um, and that's how I've I've gotten to know you is through is through Carly, uh, who is also a missionary there. But um, I just wanted to hear a little bit more and, and, and just tell our listeners about like why you decided to become a missionary um, and maybe what is like your favorite thing about being on mission um, on a campus in general. Yeah, um, the long and short of it really is like when I entered college, I spent a couple of years away from the faith. Um, and right. And like before Jesus, like I don't have like the story of an utterly like brutal life where I was completely empty and distraught all the time and like what was my case was like I was looking for purpose and I was a pretty happy kid honestly who had like an optimistic view on life like I was generally excited to wake up each day right most I would argue most college students aren't but like I was um, and nothing really bad had ever happened to me in my life like nothing really traumatic I would say like I would have said like I was doing well um, but like the shift though like when what one the shift was when I met Jesus but like what shifted really is like I realized is like, I didn't think this life was simply about being like moderately happy and doing fine, right? Like when faith became like the center of my life, it went from like, yeah, I'm doing good to like a man who was like excited to like live the adventure of this life. Um, 
yeah, to understand who I was made to be, right? Like, I don't want to be just a kid who is doing fine, right? Um, and something I faced pretty quickly was like the question of like, what if everything I was like told growing up was actually true? Um, right, I was raised Catholic, kind of, and just like, yeah, what would it mean if there really is a God of the universe? And like, if Jesus is the savior of the world. And for me, like when it hit, like it hit pretty quickly, that if like Jesus is who he says he is, like I cannot be a lukewarm average believer, right? Um, this is either everything or nothing. And I can't hang, hang out in the middle, right? Of like the gospel, like what Jesus invites us to, right? It leads us to an overwhelming point of decision. Like that's like what it does. And so like in short, when I began to, go for like the first time into a church and to talk to God, like for real, my heart was like pretty, not, not immediately, but like eventually like was inflamed, like with the love that God had for me. And it was unlike any human love I'd ever experienced. And so for me, mission to go to share it with others was like pretty quickly became the only option. Like, how could I not tell someone? And so like literally some yesterday, um, yesterday I had an incredible brisket sandwich at Jimmy Jack's rib shack. And I got home and I immediately told everyone I saw for the rest of the evening. Right? <laughs> and I like, I, I told them they had to go try it out. Right. It's like, you gotta. And so like, when I came to believe that Jesus was the purpose of my existence on earth. And it's like, I got to tell you that, like, have you ever tried him for yourself? Um, and so what I love about being like, what I think I love about being on mission most is that in like God's beautiful plan, like in the act of going out and sharing our faith with others, this is something that Monsignor Shea like told us at like some of our missionary training. Um, but like, yeah, in the act of going out and sharing our faith with others, God ultimately reaches us, right? And like the conspiracy of God's love for us is that when I raise up the courage to tell someone else, I end up like meeting God on the road. And I've, and some that's something I've come to find on my time as a missionary as not only, yeah, not only is like my time as a missionary been a way of reach, of like God's way of reaching others, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's a part of like God's, like his plan to get me to heaven. Um, that's hard enough, but like, I've never, I've never known a love like that. And so, yeah, that's some stuff with like, um, mission for me. Um, and like, like it says that like in Isaiah, just like, whom shall I send? And right, my response is like, here I am, Lord, like send me, like, I can't control anyone else's response, but send me. Yeah. Wow gosh dude that is awesome oh my gosh this is incredible um i i don't know how anybody can listen to this and not want to just run to church like asap this is beautiful inflamed with the love that god has for me and it's stronger than any love that you've ever experienced that's so true dude wow it's so so beautiful i think um I, i'm gonna keep this short again and and one thing that i wanted to just say is it's it, it um, it's a it's a blast from the past from our first episode of the podcast and it's um it's it's going on mission and so the guy from Bill W from Alcoholics Anonymous he uh he he couldn't get over alcoholism and then he started trying to get his friend over alcoholism and all of a sudden he wasn't addicted to alcohol anymore right and so the point of that is we're not meant to be an introverted people right. And so the beautiful part is bringing other people to Jesus is one of the, if not the best way to bring yourself closer to Jesus. And so, so that's so what Kobe said is so true. And so, so you can't, your faith isn't meant to be an isolated one-on-one. Even the, even the people in the Carmel are called to pray for others and to work well in their community to give glory to God. You, you justify your faith with your works, right? And so, so that encourages me not only to run to church, but also to have a conversation about the faith, because that is so crucial as well. Um, um, Nate, do you have anything to add before I jump into the next question? Just a, just a couple of super quick things. First of all, I think whenever I'm going to go through and edit this uh, podcast, I'm going to like take every single line that Kobe said so far and put on a coffee mug. So if you'd like a Kobe coffee mug, uh, you can buy them on the Iron Sharpens Iron website. On... <laughs> I'm just messing with you guys. Um, but seriously, dude, I mean, just like nuggets of wisdom galore, man. Um, the one thing you said about the brisket sandwich, I think was incredible. Um, and then you kind of mentioned, have you ever tried him for yourself? 
And I've never really thought of evangel evangelization like that, but it makes a lot of sense because it's like, yes, I have found my purpose, my fulfillment, my longing, everything that my heart could have ever desired in this single person, the single person who is God, Jesus Christ. Okay. By the way, you can have him too for a low, low price of eternal life. Right. Okay. There you go. Like, right. You know what I mean? It's not even like a sales pitch. It's just sharing. Right. You know what I mean? Like how like, you have come to, to, to find and to know and to love the, the, the purpose and, and the creator who created your very body, your very soul. Um, it's just remarkable to me, man. Um, and just, just praise God for your, uh, yeah, your witness to that, man. So you want to ask the next question, Dom? Yes, I, I would be happy to. And, and Nate, that is that is so true, dude. I'm, I'm and I'm so excited for you next year to be able to do that, Mister Marketing Major. But but okay, okay. The next question is, Toby, you've been um you've been re mentioning a theme of your prayer recently, um, and that's like being known by the Father. And so, what does this expression mean to you? And what what does it mean to be known by the Father? Yeah, um, I think those are big things to think about. I wouldn't like. Sometimes I ask people questions like that, like, yeah, what's it mean? What's it been like for you to be known by God? It's like, whoa, okay, Kobe, calm down. But like, yeah, when I think of it being known, right, um, I think of many ways in my life that like where people have told me the way that I am and not even like always bad, right? Like, but always like how I am, right? Like Kobe, you're very stubborn or you've always been defensive or, or it can be like good, right? Like you're always so positive or you can make people laugh. Right. Some good things, some bad, like some may be true, some may not be. But I've had like always had these moments like with people around me of just thinking that that's just not how I like I feel or how I think I actually am. Right. Like in high school, I got the senior class superlative of like being the most shy. Right. Once like nothing like telling a quiet kid that he's quiet to make him come out of his shell. Right. But um, Lord's transformed me. But, but honestly, like the hardest part about it was just feeling like I spent kindergarten through senior year with these people and they don't know me at all. Right. And, but even some of my friends and family that I do like love the most, I still have that experience, even like with the people I love the most, like, cause we are complex and ever changing humans and it's hard to pin us down. Right. And so when I would try to describe myself, even like, I would never even know how to even really do it when I was like the one describing myself. So like when others describe me, of course, I always like seemed off or not exactly right. Um, but like, yeah, when I came into relationship with Jesus, he not only showed me like who I was, but more importantly, like showed me who I was like made to be like my parents obviously created me physically, but only God, like God could claim to be my designer and like all the intricacies of who I am. Um, so he revealed to me like things I never thought like I was capable of that like I had inside. Right. And St. Paul like says the Corinthians like, right. So ever is in Christ is a new creation. Like the old things have passed away. Behold, th new things have come. Like in, in Revelation, God's like sitting on his throne, like, behold, I make all things new, right? And something I want to read to you guys even is like a gospel passage I love is like the Good Shepherd in John 10. I'm going to try to synthesize it because like the Good Shepherd's like 21 verses, but like, right? And some of the first few verses, right, is, um, but whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out um yeah and like because and like they walk and they follow him like because they recognize his voice but they will not follow a stranger they will run away because they do not recognize like the voice of strangers right and jesus goes on to say like i am the gate like for the sheep um and just like yeah a thief comes to like steal and destroy um slaughter and destroy but i came so they might have life and have it abundantly like i am the good shepherd and a good shepherd laid down lays down his life for a sheep Right? Like I'm the good shepherd and I know mine and mine know me. And right. This idea of just like one flock, one shepherd, like I recognize his voice, like and I follow him because I recognize it. Right. Um, and even like a few verses later, it's like, this is why the father loves me. This is Jesus speaking but like because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. One, just like this idea that Jesus doesn't like his life wasn't like stripped from him. Like he laid it down freely. Right. And so like, that's what I'm trying to do with my life is lay it down freely, not just have it like yanks from me, but like being known, right. Of like, yeah, I already kind of mentioned it, but he knows me better than I know myself. And like, not only like knowing who I am, but like leads me to who I'm like made to be. And yeah, just like, 
as I've gotten to know him and recognize his voice, yeah, I see him everywhere. Um, I see him in everything, in everyone. And that's where I've like met the person of God has been in the people in my life. Right? I've heard God's voice through my friends. And I've seen God's face like through like the love of like my neighbor around me. And yeah, just like a powerful, and it doesn't always like, it's not always super profound when I say it's like powerful. It's sometimes just very simple, right? Like it's not always this crazy thing. Um, a still small voice, right? And so, yeah, being like just known by the Lord of like, he's the first person wherever like, <laughs> where he like told me how I was and I could actually like trust it. Um, yeah. Cause it actually made sense. Um, and actually like came from a, I guess, reliable source, but um, that's some of like my experience um, being known. And yeah, it's fun too. Some I just want to say about like Jesus, who is my friend too, is that like, he's not just, he is the almighty God and the creator of the world. But he's also just like a guy and like a friend <laughs> that I can talk to meaning like, right. I think my faith changed a lot the day that I, I was sitting in a church and I said like, dad, tell me a joke. Right. Like when I just at like, like I imagine the G like the pranks that Jesus pulled on his disciples. Like he's just a people, like he's a guy somewhat like people wanted to be around. Right. It wasn't just some like boring dude that I talked to in the sky. So yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I think, I, I think I've heard of that guy before actually. Uh, just a couple of <laughs> times. Um, dude, praise God, man. Um, the one thing that you, you said that I'm going to be praying with for a while is follow it because I recognized it. Like, the the way that the Lord touches each one of our hearts, I think, is a, is a unique way. But we can recognize that call whenever we we hear it, right? Why? Because it's written into the very fabric of who we are as human beings, right? You you mentioned it before, Kobe. You you know your parents did create you, but you can only point to one designer, and that is God, right? The, the, the God who made your very heart, your very soul, your very mind, the very thoughts that you think even because he gave you your mind, right? It's crazy because it's like, okay, well, if he's your creator, then you automatically can recognize the call that he puts on your heart. And it's such a beautiful thing, but you have to be able and willing to listen, right? And to let him know you, right? Um, it's just, it's just remarkable, man. Um, I don't know, Dom, do you have anything to, to add to that? Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's just remarkable. And, and Kobe, again, I, I, I love what you said. So we'll keep you rolling here, but there's so many good mic drops from the Bible that Jesus <laughs> says. You can read them over and over again each time. Uh, yeah. uh, his his love and his just um, fulfillment of, of just the word. He is the word. And just hearing that is so powerful. So hearing the good shepherd, it's just so true. Um, and, and it, it inspires all of us to know the Lord more and more in our life um, because, because yeah, like it's like we're drinking from the water fountain, like Nate and Father Mike says a lot. Like we, we, there's just so much more always for the rest of our life. We're going to be learning more and more about the Lord. And he, in that process, he'll be revealing so much about us to ourselves. You know, he wants to come into our heart and he wants to make a dwelling place in there you know like that's like he is he 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 wants if you read interior castle by um saint Teresa of avila he's 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 hidden in your heart too you're made in his image and he is in there and he is just you he's just in like it's he's amazed by who you are he loves you so much and he just wants to take, walk with you in this journey so it's just so powerful to to hear that and I, i'm inspired just to go again to pray so praise <laughs> god for that because that's awesome but yeah nate go for it ask the next question yeah well and you mentioned this earlier dom in your prayer but all of this you know being known allowing yourself to be known it, it requires a level of vulnerability i'd say of of just openness of transparency of being honest maybe in prayer with jesus so i was curious um of kobe how do you prepare yourself to be vulnerable with God? Um, and maybe also how do you prepare your heart to receive um, what yeah. he has to give you? Yeah, good questions. Um, yeah, I think the first, <laughs> notably I'm not per perfect at this. <laughs> and yeah, very much that disclaimer at the beginning is very good for this question in particular. Because <laughs> um, a lot of things I even preach are maybe not always what are, are actually practiced. But um, yeah, vulnerability of like thinking about just like, does that, because like, does God actually know how I'm feeling like the way the people closest to me do. 
me like usually not and yeah like oh yeah yeah god already knows like he if yeah if he's really god he knows everything it's like yeah of course he does but yeah like i usually know when my like close friend is having a bad day but it's like it's hard for me to be be there for them like until they tell me about it it's like it's hard to actually like be with them in it until they share it um so right like i've heard this in multiple talk by multiple people but just like the nature of intimacy if like if god like only knew like about you what you told to him like would he know much of anything about you right like if if only like the things i told him were like the only things he knew and he knew nothing else like would he have any clue how i'm doing day to day or just like even the intricacies of my life right like um so for me the answer is not so much he wouldn't actually know very much right um but i think that's been something that's been a big shift um is the process of not having to kind of hitting the second question a little more like not having to earn love um but yeah right like a love that's freely given as was already referenced like the entire epitome of the essence of god's love right is a love that's freely given right and like when i for example give a christmas present my immediate desire isn't that i just like they hand me something right back that's of equal value like that's not like why i'm giving it right what i really want is for them to just like receive my gifts right in a simple way that's like the father's heart like of course he wants us to tell us like to tell him that like like i love you right like he wants that but ultimately at the heart of like who god is he just wants us to receive the love he has for us um, so something I have tried and failed um, to do myself is and encourage everyone else to do as well. It's like begin prayer and like literally just begin with the words like, God, you can love me today. Um, and initially it kind of felt like kind of selfish, but it's like it's all he wants. Right. Like his heart pours out for us um, every day and it usually goes unreceived. Um, and imagine like what like in your own life, like what you give most of your time and energy to like what you pour yourself into and if that thing had no output and no one benefited from it um just an outgoing call that no one picks up right like god like not only loves you so stinking much but like he likes you too right like i hope you all, like you all know that of like god likes you right and so like the moral of the story though is like yeah, just keep showing up like god like you can love me today and just keep showing up or what? start showing up <laughs> wow 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 incredible um yeah uh it's yeah there's i think there's so much um strength in that prayer um that prayer is a very vulnerable prayer but it also is um uh, it's there's just allowing yourself to be to be loved is yeah it's it's a hard thing it is a very hard thing to do i think i mean we can see that just um, allowing yourself to be loved by um, people around you. You know, you have to believe that you are good and you have to believe that, that and, and trust in what this person is telling you, you know, and 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 that's why I think in a lot of ways that we're called into relationship with the Lord because he's trying to tell you how much how much he's given you. You've been baptized priest, prophet, and king and you've entered into this covenant with the Lord in which you can go and, and you can bring the light of the gospel to everyone around you and and if you're going to receive that, and you're going to receive the messages in the gospel, you, you got to trust the Lord, and you got to um, listen and, and and acknowledge that He's got you, um, and that that he, He's He's with you, and that that you are allowing Him to love you. And to do that takes a relationship, you know, and and it's a vulnerable relationship that's built on on trust and and hope. Like like with so the blessed mother's got to be involved too, and and because um, all she does is magnify the Lord. So I think it's. Yeah, I think the biggest thing here is is it's just you can't put the cart before the horse in any way. And so the first step is is prayer. Like that's the horse that drives all the good works in your life and, and everything around you. And, and it's forming that relationship. And it's really exciting to be able to do that. Um, yeah, Nate, you have anything to add? The, the, one, the one super quick thing that I'll, I'll just add, and, and the one thing that really stuck with me about that was uh, whenever you said that God not only loves you, but he likes you. Um, and I always imagine that whenever, you know, uh, like I, I walk into a church to pray or something that could like, it's, it's like, you know, coming home to dad and he's just like super happy to see his son. You know what I mean? Just like coming back home.
home. You know, it's it's one of those things that he doesn't care what state you're in or, um, you know, if you've had a bad day or, if you, you know, if you've, you know, acted up that day, he just wants to spend time with you. He just wants to be with you. Even if you have, you know, sometimes my heart is just like exhausted. Sometimes I don't really have much to say to him and just being able to spend time with him and just know that he is there for me. Um, and I, I think that he, he does because he, he created you, right? He knows every little bit about you. Um, and so whenever you do tell him, it, it just, it makes his heart joyful um, because he can pour out that love for you. Right. Um, I just find that, find that really powerful because yeah, it's not like a, a love because I have to, it's because it's a love because I want to in a way. Um, and I just find that really, really remarkable. Don, you want to uh, ask the next question? Now? Yeah, sure. Um, we're nearing the end here. And we um, a couple more questions. The next one is, uh, um, we all at times experience restlessness uh, in our spiritual lives. So, so how do you how do you tackle that? Um, how do, do you ever wrestle with God? And um, just explain what 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 you do in those instances. <laughs> yeah. Short short answer. Yes, and longer answer. Um, well, and, yeah, if we're running, if we if we run this over, that that's on me. And so for all your listeners, <laughs> it's worth it. It's but, worth it. <laughs> yeah. For a long, for a, yeah, for a long time, I didn't wrestle. Right. But like St. Augustine, Augustine talks about, like, our hearts are restless until they rest in God. Right. And so if my heart is restless in any way, um, which I would argue it always is and always has been and always will continue to be. But like. My heart is restless anyway. Something has to be given over to God, right? I just like, right? I just imagine a father with his child. Um, if a child has some like hard questions in life, um, a good dad like would want his kid to ask him the hard ones, right? Like he'd want that. He's not afraid of the hard questions. Um, and so like God is not afraid of like what I have to say. Um, he is inviting us to show him where it hurts. Like he'll show us, he'll hold us, he'll carry us there. Like, we just have to let him in. Um, yeah, we have like a God who weeps with us and a God who bleeds, right? Like earlier this semester, um, kind of where this came from a lot is like I was struggling and in a lot in multiple areas and facets and just had like um, recently discovered. And this is more even recent as in like this past week or two, but like almost over months of time of like recently just discovering that like I've been living in the belief that God wants to take good things away from me. Um, I didn't really recognize that for a while, um, but for the, these prior months, like this semester, um, as it was starting, was just like why God like became my prayer, and that's like okay, right? Of like, I'm just a kid asking my dad why, and and the thing about a good dad is that he speaks into the why, um, right? And so how yeah, Jesus met me in the wrestling match um, and he showed me he gets it right. Um, I'm going to refer to this scripture again because it's God's words. Um, but like in Hebrews, um, it says like, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has similarly been tested in every way yet without sin. So let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy, and to find grace for timely help. Right. Like Jesus, Jesus gets it and every suffering and death comes with the resurrection. Um, so when I've been struggling, I've been comforted, uh, believing that like there's good to come. Um, so I must say that like God gives us permission to like wrestle and to struggle and to plea and to cry out. Um, but there can be joy and gratitude in that just because I'm wrestling, right? Like I was asked earlier in the year, how are you doing? I said like joyful and grateful and restless. Like, and it's like all at the same time and it's beautiful and it's okay. Um, and a story moving from John 10 to John 11 or scripture. This is, I'm going to try to synthesize John 11, the raising of Lazarus. It's like a 45 verses this time, but I'm going to bring it down. to <laughs> Right. The short story of the raising of Lazarus, right. is like early in the story, it shares that Jesus loves Martha and Mary and Lazarus. And so like in verse 11, I think it's like Jesus pretty much calls a shot, as I like to say, of like Lazarus is asleep, meaning like he's going to die, um, but he's going to raise him. He like says it. He says to Martha, like, your brother will rise, like I'm about to do it. Um, it's like kind of skipping head later on. Jesus is at the tomb and he speaks to God, the father, and just says, like, I know that you always hear me. And he cries out for Lazarus or cries for La cries out like for Lazarus to come out. 
and the dead man, Lazarus, comes out, right? So early in the story, he calls a shot. Lazarus is going to be raised from the dead, and then he does it. Like, what happens in between, right? Between the calling a shot and actually doing it. um, Yeah, and like in between in those verses, Jesus sees like Mary and Martha weeping and is like perturbed and like deeply troubled by it. Um, And then he's brought like to Lazarus' dead body. And when he sees his friend, Lazarus, in the tomb, um, it says in verse 35 of John 11, like, and Jesus wept, like three words, and Jesus wept. Um, and the Jews, like, like Louis say, like, see how he loved him, right? And so, like, let's review that. Of, like, Jesus knew Lazarus' friend would be dead. Like, that's how, like, the story, like, starts. Is he knew that. He predicts he's going to raise him from the dead. And in just a few verses, just a few moments, right, he's going to do it. He's he's going to he knows the resurrection that would come from this hardship. Like he knows the joy that will come after. And yet is unafraid to express like the raw emotions, right? He cares deeply for Mary and Martha and he weeps with him. And he cares deeply for Lazarus and weeps for him. And so, right, Jesus weeps with us and for us. Yeah, like he's so close. Like he's so close to us. And so, like when I say that, right, like. He knew what was going to happen. He knew the good that was coming from it. And he still weeps in between. Right. Um, and so when I say like, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has similarly been tested in every way yet without sin. So let us approach confidently the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace for timely help. Like that's like the restlessness, the wrestling that like I went through, but like met Jesus. So, so much inside of, right. He weeps with me and for me. Um, and he's not like, he doesn't want me to ignore like how I'm feeling, but like to like sh- give it to him, right? And so like I met him in the why God, right? And so and this was like the that like John 11 was a big part of like meeting him there. I, I remember reading that and I was just like, wait, wait. He said he was going to do it, and then he cried and then did it. Like what? <laughs> what why did you cry in between? It was like, and that's what I I've encountered. So. Oh my goodness. Just understanding that we, we worship a God that has experienced what we experience too, I think is just remarkably like, it, it, there's a level of peace in that. We aren't worshiping some lofty idea or, you know, being that we can't relate to, right? Like he understands us. It, it just absolutely, absolutely taken aback. Um, first of all, I could, I could listen to you talk about scriptures all day, man. Like, honestly, like you busting out the Bible in this, man. I'm just so pumped, dude. But you said something about having joy in the restlessness, um, which I think, at least in my own heart, I've actually kind of struggled with it because I, I feel like if there's restlessness, then there's something wrong. But I think there's there's almost like a there can be a joy in that restlessness of like you in the restlessness. I've noticed that I ultimately keep coming back to God more. Um, and I think that is the ultimate calling is just like, he almost like, I don't want to say keeps us in a a little bit of restless, but it's like, we'll never fully be able to experience full communion with him until we reach our heavenly home. So it's like, it's this constant, like pull almost of like, come back to me, right. Stay close to me. Um, that, that can be a source of joy, can be a source of, um, that excitement for what you were talking about. The, the adventure that is life. Um, just beautiful, man. So Dom, do you have anything to add to that? Um, no, yeah, dude, I, I just agree. I was, I was going to say the same thing where, yeah, it's just, uh, a lot of us, I, I myself is, I'm a victim of this, like, oh, great. I just got through this. Like my life is going to be a bruise from here on out. Like <laughs> that is not the case. Um, we are on earth and I hate to break it to you, but, um, this place it's, it, you have, you say the hail Holy queen and you realize this is a valley of tears <laughs> and it is, and it is. And so, uh, realizing that that you're going to experience suffering and and don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Uh, Kobe, a book that I recommend to you if you haven't read it. Um, anywhere, anyone that's listening that is looking for a, a more of a deeper spiritual read is Dark Night of the Soul by St. John of the Cross. And um, and that one is, is St. John is, is just saying like, it's like, oh, thank God for the dark night, which is brighter than any morning. He's like, thank God, I get to suffer because this suffering is just, it's, it's leading me to perfect union with my heavenly father. 
It's purging me of all my desires through mortification and, and through um, just, just putting aside earthly things so that I can cling to something that's eternal and everlasting. Um, C.S. Lewis says it's like um, a, a, a toy, like a soldier turning from like clay into flesh. Like you're going to, if you're that toy soldier, you're going to protest that change. It's going to hurt. But that's what it's like when you are, you're slowly becoming more and more into your kingship. You're slowly realizing who Jesus has allowed you to become through his suffering and death for you. So, 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 so amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. I think, Nate, you're, you're, you're the guy that's supposed to ask this last question. <laughs> last question, man. Here we go. So in regards to kind of wrapping up the entire conversation, Kobe, how would you, or what advice would you give to our listeners who may want um, to both know the father a little bit better, but also may want to be known by the father better? That makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that can be said, but I said it earlier, but yeah, keep or start, but keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up. I draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Those are like the words that our scriptures promise. Yeah. Find the nearest Catholic church, make time in your schedule every day and go visit him. Your daily date, like with the one who made you and loves you and weeps with you. Right. Like he is, Oh, so close. Um, it's like taking a moment, like recognizing God's presence, looking at him, like tell him, like, God, you can love me today. And like again, right? Like, and then here's like the best part, right? Like sit back and let yourself be loved. Right? Like you're so stinking loved. It's ridiculous. And some might tell us on the freshman, freshman dudes in Bible studies, like, I can't like, yeah, I've told you God loves you. Other people have probably told you it before, right? Like it's something you know and you believe, but like you don't really know it and believe it, right? Because if you did, your life would look different. It's like, I can't wait for the day. Like when you hear the words, like God loves you. And it's like, you're hearing it for the first time, like for real. And like God, and so like, yeah, my prayer for everyone, right? Is that everyone who hears this, like has ears to hear that for like, like it's the first time. God loves you. Right. And in Psalm 34, um, like the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Um, yeah. And he saves those who save those whose spirit is crushed. Right. Like just, he's just like there uh, and he loves you. So um, show up, shut up. Amen, dude. Amen. Wow. Praise God, Kobe. Um, yeah, I have this uh thank you again man for being on this is incredible um uh, wow it's just brought me so much closer to, to god and we appreciate the time that you've taken to to share your faith with us and my last piece of advice is just uh, or my last thing to say is yeah I'm, I'm gonna go pray um i hope that a lot of our <laughs> listeners do as well um so praise god and uh yeah let's let the, i hope that the lord that you let the Lord pursue your heart um, in a myriad of different ways after after listening to this. So, amen. Thanks again, Kobe. Yeah, you guys are blessings. This has been awesome. Appreciate it, man. I love, I love that last piece of advice of just show up. I mean, it doesn't, I think we talked about that in the prayer podcast with, the, with Wade. It's just like, even on the days that you don't feel like it or you don't think you have time, if the, the the creator of your heart and the creator of your soul does not have at least a half hour to an hour of your time every day, like, you know, it, it, it's just that's where the relationship begins is spending time with him. Right. Um, so praise God that, you know, um, and when we pray that, you know, even whenever it is tough, whenever it is hard, even when we don't want to, um, that the Lord can touch our heart in such a way that he draws us back into himself. Cause every time we go to prayer is a response to his love for us. Um, praise God, dude. Any last thoughts before we uh, close in prayer? Kobe? Me? Um, yeah. I mean, if anything I'm saying is striking you, I have the words I said are like God's word. Right. And so something I really struggle with is like, man, I never hear God's voice, but just you open the book that's called the Bible and you'll just see God said, Jesus said, a lot of these things I'm saying, it's just like his own words, right? He gave us a reminder of his love for us, even when we can't hear him in the day to day. So open the book. Yeah. 
open the book. Oh, let's let's put that on a coffee mug down. That'll that'll be a good one. Um, well, guys, you have been uh, listening to Iron Sharpens Iron. Uh, we just want to say thank you one more time for listening, uh, for taking the time out of your day to spend with us, and thank you once again, Kobe, for spending time with us on your. Sunday evening, and uh, we'll be praying for you as uh, as you begin the second semester at the University of Iowa. So, um, rock and roll, guys. Great conversation. Let's wrap it up in prayer, shall we? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray. Hi, Jesus. We just want to say thank you for this moment, for this day, uh, for this remarkable conversation, uh, for allowing us to share the ways that you have touched our hearts, the ways that you uh, have known us. So Lord, we just give our hearts to you. And we say, Jesus, love us. I let you. I let you love me today. So Lord God, help us to experience that love like it's the first time we've ever experienced it. Lord Jesus, on the days that we don't want to show up, on the days that we may be bogged down with the world's problems, anxieties, restlessness, and this valley of tears, help us to always turn to you. To not look at the darkness, but to keep our eyes fixated on the light. That is you, that is hope, that is eternal life. So Lord Jesus, we can't do this alone. We trust in you. We give our hearts to you. Mother Mary, please take this prayer and make it perfect. Present it to our Lord. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Holy Spirit, amen.